Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast. Are you ready to reject diet culture without rejecting your health? Do you want to feel a sense of peace around food and your body while also creating habits that will help you feel your best each day? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian, a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and a middle-aged mom. Not long ago, I felt like I was at war with my body. I believed I needed to reach some arbitrary goal weight to be healthy and happy. But one day, God helped me realize that I was focused on the wrong thing. So I began to treat my body with the love and respect it deserves through both my thoughts and my actions. And that new focus has made all of the difference. Now I love helping other women find true health for themselves so they can enjoy more energy, better moods, and greater peace in their own lives. I'm excited to get started, so let's dive in. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you believe we're nearing the end of September? It's crazy. I can't believe it. I am so excited, so excited for the holidays coming up. I try not to get too anxious because I know it also brings a lot of busyness and a little bit of stress, but I do love the holidays. It's funny, my 14-year-old son actually loves the holidays the most out of our whole family, and he is chomping at the bit. He's so excited every day. He says, I just wish it was Christmas and not just Christmas Day, but just the season. He loves everything about the season, and I do too. He gets that from me, but we still have the rest of fall to get through, which is lovely as well. I love it when things start cooling off a bit. All right, today we're going to talk about protein. I feel like over the past decade or so, protein has gotten a lot of love and attention. A lot of diets out there like Atkins, that one's pretty old, but keto and paleo and zone, these are all really high in protein usually. And I feel like I hear more and more people talking about just the importance of getting lots of protein. And it seems like it's the only macronutrient that hasn't been demonized yet, <laughs> unlike fats and carbohydrates, which have bo- both been demonized a bit by diet culture. Protein is kind of put up on this pedestal. And I mean, a quick walk around the grocery store will show dozens of protein bars and powders and shakes and supplements and it's clear that we are becoming maybe a little obsessed, I don't know, with protein. And it's true, protein is really great for our body. Just like carbohydrates are great for our body, just like fats are great for our body, all the macronutrients have different roles to play in our diet and in our health and well-being. But protein is important for helping our body build and repair and maintain muscle and skin and our organs, and just all of our body tissues. It also provides the building blocks for our hormones and our enzymes and our bones and blood and hair and nails and just so many vital body substances need protein. It also aids in wound healing. It helps us fight infections and helps carry oxygen throughout our body It also gives us energy, and the energy we get from protein is generally sustained long-term energy, which is great. And because of that, it also helps provide us a feeling of fullness, and it can help reduce cravings throughout the day. So lots of great things about protein, but very high-protein diets have also been associated with several risk factors. And so I think it's important to be aware of these and to learn just how much protein is good for our body versus at what point are we maybe taking it overboard and potentially even doing harm to our body if we're getting too much. Just one quick example of how this protein craze can get out of control. 
I know a dietitian who used to be a bodybuilder. She's now an intuitive eating dietitian and looks back at her old life with new eyes and a much healthier perspective for sure. But when she was in her bodybuilding days, she said she would eat an entire carton of eggs from Costco every single day. That's probably like two or maybe three dozen. I don't know how many eggs are in one of those Costco-sized cartons. But she ate that much to get the protein requirements that she felt like she needed to build all the muscle that she needed on top of the protein shakes and everything else she was getting. And she said she felt horrible during that stage of her life. She just did not feel great. The outside world looked at her and said, oh, you must be so healthy. You look so great. But inside, she was dying and she felt miserable. And obviously, the kind of lifestyle that she was leading to get that bodybuilder physique and the kind of diet that she had to eat to get it was not sustainable and not enjoyable at all. So how much protein do you actually need? This kind of depends on who you ask. There's a little bit of debate on this topic. Some experts say that most of us are already getting more than enough protein than we need. Others are saying that we really do need to focus on increasing our protein intake a bit. Protein happens to be one of those macronutrients that are a little bit harder to consume. A lot of times the foods that are high in protein require some sort of preparation. We don't usually crave protein like we crave carbohydrates and fats. And so sometimes we have to be a little more intentional about getting our protein in for the day. But again, how much that is, is kind of up for debate. Most experts agree that anywhere from 10% to 35% of your calories should come from protein. So the actual number of calories you get from protein is going to vary depending on how much food you get, how many calories you get throughout the day. Protein needs also vary based on a number of factors, things like our age. We generally need more protein as we get older. If you're pregnant, you're going to need higher amounts. If you're very active or even moderately active, the amount of activity you have in a day is going to increase the amount of protein you're going to need in the day. Also, men need more protein than women. So there are a number of factors that are going to affect the amount that you specifically need. You can actually go online and really easily find a protein calculator. There's one at calculator.net. If you go there, you have to search around a little bit. So you can just type in calculator.net backslash protein dash calculator, and that'll take you right to it. And that's a super fast, easy way to determine your protein needs. I will say if you are in a larger body then that calculator might give you a higher number than you actually need. You might have to adjust just so you're not getting too much protein. And that calculator is going to give you a few different numbers because the recommendations are different for the American Dietetics Association than they are for the Center of Disease Control and Prevention or the CDC. And also the World Health Organization, the WHO, has another calculation. So it's going to give you each of those different organizations' recommendation. So when I did it, my recommendation was between 53 and 186 grams of protein a day, which is a pretty big span. (laughs) And that lower number is generally how much is recommended just to like maintain normal body function. So usually that lower number isn't quite enough to really get your optimal protein intake. But the higher numbers... I don't know, I would have a really hard time getting that much protein into my diet. 
So you can say somewhere in between the low and the high numbers is maybe a good good thing to shoot for. Just to simplify, if you don't want to go through all the effort of getting your calculation and figuring all that out, as a general rule and just to kind of simplify things, I generally recommend people shoot for between 20 and 30 grams of protein per meal to start with, and then between 5 to 15 grams per snack. If you're eating three meals a day and then a couple of snacks, then if you shoot for those numbers, you're likely to be getting enough protein. Now, if you work out, then you might need to up that a little bit, maybe do another 20 grams or so right after a workout. But that's just kind of a simple, less complicated way to make sure that you're getting enough protein throughout the day. And that's another important point is that you try to get it throughout the day. A lot of times in the American diet in particular, we tend to have dinner be our biggest meal of the day and usually our highest protein meal of the day. But research has shown that spreading out your protein consumption, so trying to get just as much at breakfast and lunch, is really helpful. It's more beneficial to get smaller amounts more frequently than get one big huge amount just one time a day. So if some protein is good, then is more better? Should we all be shooting for a Costco-sized carton of eggs every day? Well, of course, anything excessive can be dangerous, and more does not always mean better. In fact, there are some problems that come with excess protein intake. Some of those diets that I mentioned earlier that focus on very high protein and low carbohydrates have been shown to cause multiple problems. One of the risks of too much protein intake is inflammation, especially if you get a lot of your protein from meat sources, particularly red meat. This has been shown to lead to inflammation, which can damage the lining of your gut over time and can even lead to bowel-related inflammatory diseases and other issues. So that's definitely a reason for concern. Another fairly common issue with too much protein is dehydration. One of the components of protein is nitrogen. And if you have too much nitrogen in your body, it's going to try to flush it out. It's going to make you go to the bathroom a lot to get all that nitrogen out, which if you're not drinking a lot to compensate for that, is going to lead to dehydration. Getting too much protein in your diet could also lead to unneeded weight gain. The body can't store protein, so once your needs are met, then any extra protein is used for energy and then stored as fat. So if upping your protein is causing you to eat more than your body needs, then it's likely going to lead to weight gain. You might also see digestive issues such as constipation if you're getting too much protein. And this is mostly because if you're filling up on a lot of protein, there's a good chance you aren't getting enough fiber from whole grain carbohydrates. So that could be one cause of constipation. And also the dehydration that often comes with too much protein intake could also lead to constipation. Some people have complained of gout and joint pain from getting really high amounts of protein. Again, especially if that comes from red meat. And this is because of a high level of uric acid that comes along with those kinds of foods, which can eventually form crystals that lead to gout and joint pain. Extra protein intake can also lead to heart disease and elevated blood lipids. And this is another result of the inflammation that is seen with high-protein diets. These diets tend to be high in a substance called C-reactive protein, or CRP, and those can trigger the inflammatory response which can lead to blood clots and blocked arteries and other heart issues. 
We used to think that high-protein diets caused kidney damage and strain on the kidneys, but we're finding that this generally is not the case unless you already have decreased kidney function. So if you have issues with your kidneys already, then a high-protein diet is definitely going to stress your kidneys out and can lead to even more kidney damage. Other signs that you're getting too much protein are if you're having a lot of headaches, you feel weak, if you have really bad breath. These are all signs that your body is in a state of ketosis, which means that you need carbohydrates and you're getting too many calories from protein. You can go back and listen to episode number 59 if you want to hear more about the keto diet and ketosis and what that does to your body. And then the final concern that I want to bring up is just the sustainability of really high-protein diets, especially if that protein is coming from animal sources. I have a friend who is a professor at a university, and she teaches geology, and she's expressed concern to me that this protein craze isn't very sustainable from a geological standpoint. Again, if people continue to turn to animal sources for their high-protein diets. So in order to avoid any of these risks and complications that come with too much protein, I recommend keeping the amount of protein in any given meal under 50 grams. If you do that and make sure that you're drinking plenty of water throughout the day, then getting anywhere between 20 and 50 grams per meal should be pretty safe. So the last thing I want to talk about is where these sources of protein might be coming from. If you feel like you could benefit from getting a little more protein in your diet, then what kind of foods do you need to eat to do that? Well, again, I don't want you to think get more protein means eat more meat because there are many other sources of protein. Yes, meat is a great source of protein. Beef and poultry and pork and fish, pretty much any type of meat has a lot of protein. Also dairy products, milk and cheese and eggs and yogurt, cottage cheese. Those are also really good sources of protein. But you can also find protein in many different plant foods. Whole grains are quite high in protein. Any type of bean or legume. Also nuts. Almonds are one that are particularly high in protein. And then some vegetables also have quite a bit of protein. Avocados are high. Uh, Broccoli and Brussels sprouts and green peas all have quite a bit as well. Eggs are another really great source of protein and are super versatile. There's so much you can do with eggs. Like I mentioned, fish, including tuna, if you're a tuna fan, like I am. Quinoa is another grain that's super high in protein. I mentioned nuts, and so peanut butter is a great source that a lot of people enjoy eating. Also oats, oatmeal, steel-cut oats, those types of foods. Chia seeds are really high in protein. You can soak those and turn them into a pudding And other types of whole grains like whole grain pasta, brown rice, foods like that. And those foods are great because they also come with a good dose of fiber. So that's going to help prevent the constipation that I talked about earlier. And then, of course, there's always protein supplements like protein powder, protein bars, things like that. I generally recommend shooting for the natural sources of protein first because those are going to come with all sorts of other benefits like the fiber and different amino acids and vitamins and minerals that can't be replicated in supplements. And these supplements can also have other additives in them and different compounds that can actually disrupt the balance in your gut flora. So you definitely don't want to overdo it on those. But 
protein supplements can help you meet your protein requirements if you're struggling or if there's just a day where you feel like you just can't get all your protein in from natural sources, then those can be a really great option as a supplement, not as the main source of protein in your diet. If you are going to use a protein powder or bar, I recommend just checking the label, make sure that it's not really high in sugar and that it doesn't have any trans fat or partially hydrogenated oils in it. And one more quick note, when we talk about grams of protein, this refers to the number of grams of protein, the actual macronutrient of protein in the food, not the number of grams of the food itself. So like if you look up how many grams are in a chicken breast and it says 15 grams, that's talking about the amount of protein in that chicken breast, not how much the chicken weighs. So just to make sure that we're all clear on that. It can be a common misunderstanding when we're talking about grams of, in food. So just to wrap up here, as you're considering whether you need to add more protein to your diet or maybe take some away, just keep in mind that the overall quality and nutrient density in your diet is really what's most important. And... Your body is very adaptable. If you go one meal or two or even an entire day without getting a lot of protein, your body can handle it. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't want anybody stressing out if they're not getting 20 to 30 grams of protein every single meal because there are going to be some meals where you don't hit that number and that is nothing to stress about. Also, I personally do not believe that you need to track your food and track your macros all day every day. It might be helpful just for a day or two or maybe a week to just start paying more attention to the protein content of the different foods that you're eating. You might even track your meals for a little bit and add up the protein just to get an idea of how much you're getting if you need to up that protein or to decrease it. But once you have kind of a good idea of what foods are high in protein and are making an effort to just get some of those foods at every meal, then I really don't think that you need to continue tracking your protein intake. I always recommend people try to get a source of protein, carbohydrate, and fat at most of their meals when possible, and at least two of those things at each snack. And so if you're eating enough food throughout the day and you're trying to do that, then you should be just fine. Now, a lot of you out there might not be eating enough food throughout the day, so paying a little closer attention for a while might help you realize that you actually need to increase your protein intake and just your food intake in general to make sure that you're getting enough fuel for your body throughout the day. All right, I hope that gives you a little clearer picture of how much protein you actually need each day. Remember, while protein is wonderful and super beneficial to our body, it's not a superfood. We don't need to go crazy with it. We don't need to eat more than our body needs. And in fact, there are definite downsides to doing that. So just try to keep a moderate, balanced diet and you'll be just great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great one and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick before you go, if you found this episode helpful, could you do me a huge favor and take just a minute or two to leave me a rating and review? It really helps the show get found by more people and it just lights me up to know that the show is helping someone out there and that I should continue putting out more episodes. Thank you so much.